With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. <laughs> Hello, good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers build-up show where we're going to look ahead and preview Liverpool versus Manchester City. This show is brought to you by Paddy Power. A book is a website and an app. If you gamble, please do so responsibly and if you do, remember to do so with Paddy Power. So tonight I'm going to be joined by three bohemians of the podcast game. I have Grizz Khan. Grizz, how are you? I'm good, my man. What's happening? You okay? I thought you were stitching me up there. I'm like, what's going on? Is he after freezing? Um, yeah, all good with me, Grizz. Sorry for waking you up there, buddy. Are, are you well? Are you enjoying life at the moment? Getting it's used to being problem, a champion? Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, it's, um, I'm a champion anyway. <laughs> but yeah, with Liverpool being a champion that. as well, it's even better. That's yeah. it. Setting exactly. you up there. Really How you doing, Chris? Alex, you all right, guys? Good thanks, yeah, so one. How could I not be all right right now? For goodness' sake. Exactly. You're the you're the new Mella to my. Was it Neil Mella to, with a cushion header? Wasn't it? To it, was, yeah. Or, yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, Alex, uh, thanks for joining us tonight, buddy. How are you? Yeah, all good. Lovely to be back. Haven't been on the show for a good couple of weeks. Oh, West Ham three, Chelsea two. Yarmolenko with the goal. Sorry, I'm just oh. watching that now. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, really missed it. I've nice been on for a while. So happy to be back and what a show it is, lads. Looking forward to it. It's good to have you back. It's good to have you back. How are you uh, How are you uh, acclimatising to being a Premier League winning champion fan? A top red, super red, super fan? <coughs> well, I went to Liverpool on uh, Monday to film one of those emotional montage videos with yeah. the slow-mo and stuff like that. Um, and I was filming outside the ground and the lad came, not a lad, a bit of blue nose came up to me and went, what are you filming there, lad? And I said, oh, the cop TV, uh, just a little montage. He went, yeah, well, I'm an Evertonian lad. Yeah, blue veins there, shit on the red shite. And, um, nice, a friendly welcome. Yeah, no, really nice, really friendly. <laughs> so uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm accustoming it fine. I just can't wait till the 18th to lift the bad boy. Well, this is it, this is it. And Chris, what about you? How are you? Uh, well, you you saw mistakes. You saw mistakes of my messages when it happened. Yeah, um, very very hungover for about two days. So uh, yeah, it's do you know what? It's still not quite sunk in. Um, I keep getting giddy and then forget about you know. I think I think it was the day after I was making a brew, and it sounds daft, but getting giddy going. 
this first half made a cup of tea when we've been champions. This is, yeah. you know, and a little giggles to myself about, you know, when you see like things flash up of old games going, yeah, oh, but we're champions now, aren't we? And things like, um, <laughs> City winning, City got City battered Newcastle, and you always and you always are like, oh, for fuck's sake, City won, and you went, who cares? We've we've won, we've won. It's, yeah. it's such a it's so surreal because it's uh, I've been so used to watching everybody else win the one thing we've always wanted. It's like this is brilliant. I think it'll sink in more when we see Henderson lift the trophy. Well, I think that's but it, it. But I think one of the things as well, one of the problems maybe has been we won the league without playing a game last week and then we've had to wait the longest gap, you know what I mean, between between games, yeah. uh, which probably hasn't helped. It would have been nice to get, see them out on the pitch, but it probably builds up to this. And um, We've got uh, Steph, Stephon Mack, no gav tonight. No, he's having a night off, a well-earned, um, well-earned rest, you know, and... Because he's got the dream team behind him here, we can we can fill the spaces with it. We're not like Man City who can't fill up a, a Zoom screen. We'll fill up our uh, quota of, fate of floating heads, not a bother. Um, but yeah, it's it's sort of been it's been a weird week, you know. We won the league. Uh, we've all been in the probably in the same boat. If you'd have asked us all six months ago, how do you want to win the league? It wouldn't have been behind closed doors. While Man City were getting beat by Chelsea and the players were celebrating in a hotel, you know, that wasn't on the top of our list. But I've actually enjoyed the, the looking at all the celebrations, looking at the players, being able to enjoy it nearly as fans, you know, without doing their job. Do you know what I mean? It, it was a different uh, way of seeing it and, and of celebrating. And I quite enjoyed that. I enjoyed seeing the, the emotion, you know, that maybe wouldn't have been. Um, on the pitches, I know we're a quite emotional team and we're an emotional manager, but it was nice looking at them all, just letting their hair down and running a muck at it as well, you know, at the same time. Um, so it's it's been emotional, you know. Have has any of you been following the the um the uh coverage of Liverpool? As the champs, I don't know if you have been looking at how other media outlets, other fan bases, and all have been maybe treating it. There's, there's been a grudging, maybe praise that hasn't been, you know, widespread roll out a red carpet. It's it's been quite grudging. Chris, what do you think? Oh, it's great. I love I, I love the fact that uh, loads of them are really down and bitter and trying to downplay it and say, "Well, you haven't done this, or you would have won this, you would have won that." people downplay it because it's a fair thing and you know you've got them, you know you've got a good team when people start playing you down. Yeah. Uh, we used to do it all the time with United, oh, it's not a great United, I know they won the league, but it's not that great. You know, they could have done this, they could have done that. You're like, if you win, you know, if you win the league, we've set the record for winning the league with the most games left. You know, I don't give a shit what you say, because you can try your weak league argument, but, you know, to win a league with seven games to go, that takes some doing, and I think if you play a few of the fans now, you've got to suck it up and take your medicine. You know, you've, you've you know given the, it out to us. You give it out for years, and that's it. That's real, Grace. But you know the way it's, do, do you know the way it's happened and the way it's lingered on. Like, let's be real and let's be honest. We've we've had the league one since January, like February, certainly, right? But January mostly, and then the way it's lingered on. All right, it's been an absolute awful time for many around the world with this pandemic and you know nobody likes to sort of um you know talk about it in any sort of positive light whatsoever but i will 
the fume and the bitterness from rival fans is just carried on and on. They've come out with all sorts of plans and agendas and narratives. And, and, and the longer it's sort of been official that we're going to be made champions, it's just they know we're champions but and we're going to be unbearable and it's going to last longer and longer. We're going to be the longest champions in a, in a, in a calendar year, aren't we? So, um, and also um, um, the fact that, you know, we've won it with seven games to go. So absolutely another killer for them because, you know, whatever happens, you know, we're champions. We're just laughing at watching games like today, like so-called challenges for next season, getting beat at West Ham. You know, um, we, just, we, we could just sit back and listen to the likes of Man United and Chelsea think, oh, this is our year now. And we can just laugh at them and say, now, mate, you're miles away. You're absolutely miles away. Exactly. There's so many monkeys taking off our back now, isn't there, with this league win? And yeah. it, it put, pulls the pressure on Alex. What do you think? It pulls the pressure onto a lot of other fan bases and teams. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the banter, and not even banter, I call it abuse that I received. I mean, growing up in North London, I was the only Liverpool fan I'm really about. So it was within my group anyway, apart from my family. And it was tough. Many years, many, many years. I mean, Roy Richards in the comments here, he says, I can't stop punching holes in my wall since we've won it. So he might need a bit of uh, filler or something there in his wall. But um, no, it's, it's, it, it finally is the one thing that literally no one can talk to us about now. And, and their only thing now is, oh, now you're relevant, you've won one. You can never win with everyone, can you? We're always going to have some jealous and bitter people, as, as I saw outside the stadium the other day. But um, it's a beautiful thing. We've just got to bask in it. But we've also got to educate people that, listen, if you're not congratulative of this team, then you don't, then it's just pure bitterness, you know. So exactly. if you know your footy, you know the crack and, and you know it's deserved. That's very true, very true, you know, and I think a lot of people are losing sight of that, you know, and we'll move on to a lot of people are commenting about Danny Murphy's comments and that's something we will be talking about in a few minutes. But um, continuing on, like the the scenes after Liverpool won the league, it's been very widely reported and we've we've talked about it on pods already, but just to give you guys a chance, um, it's nearly like fan bases or sections of the media are waiting on anything to get Liverpool on and we've we walked into a trap, you know, with the with the um the celebrations. Not so much on the tours day. I think the tours day when it happened and the fans were up at Anfield and all, you know, that that's fine. That that's fine. But the Friday when it all went to shit then and it just gave um the excuse to to everyone to sort it right we can get them on this and it, they've been piling in with all not just fans and i'm not talking about twitter like i was listening to other podcasts and they were reveling in it as well you know um chris what have you made of the the antics um and the reaction to um you know firework eh? yeah i mean the thirsty one i don't really see as big a deal with the thirsty one because it, it was People who lived in and around Liverpool, it was quite spontaneous because you know it was nobody, nobody quite a lot of people didn't think it would happen. Uh, I got more of an issue with the Friday one. The Friday one felt more planned, um, and you know it is only two thousand people. It's still two thousand people shouldn't be doing it. The firework things is just a nonsense. Why? Why are you firing fireworks at a, at a pissing building? Mm. 
Or and but not even worse. I saw one video. The firework went into the crowd. Yeah, could have killed same someone. fella. Same it's fella. Absolute, isn't it? absolute knobhead. You know. So I've got I've got no time for football fans, and it's all this. I want to be the first to celebrate it. Look, you know, I've waited. I'm 37. I've waited 30 years for it. You know, and I live quite close to Liverpool, so I could have gone and gone to town. But you know, what? I can't go to town. No, we're not allowed. So yeah. I've waited 30 years to celebrate the league. I can wait another couple of months. It's just like you know, it's a little bit of come on, girl. You have to wait. Just wait. You know, you waited long enough. Uh, but yeah, you've just given people the excuse. But my concern with it is. It's the long-term negative impact you'll have on fan culture in terms yeah. of spirit of Shankly and people that do lots of for the police and, you know, we, or the fans won't do it, you know, the fans will organise things properly. But they've not got the beat to stick, they've not got the stick to beat you with to go, yeah. well, you said fans wouldn't, would gather after, wouldn't gather, and they have. Now, admittedly, it, we said fans wouldn't gather around after the game and they haven't. But still, you, you're just giving certain sections of the media the excuse to beat a football football fans with and they like to do that anyway so exactly. look the lad who got caught with the firework whatever product he gets he, he fully deserves it I've got no sympathy for him whatsoever and, and I, don't, Alex, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get the mentality yeah Alex what about you how have you uh, found the reaction yeah. the lads are tit I think um, everyone everyone would agree on that um, there was some rumours going around that he was an Everton fan but they were quickly uh, dismissed because that was the wrong picture Let's yeah. not forget as well. I mean, first and foremost, no one should be firing fireworks into crowds or at buildings. But that is a grade two listed building. That's not just any building. That's it's like, a that's symbolic building, like, isn't it? It's an iconic building. Iconic. You're not allowed to touch it. Um and also I think it gave, you know, the, the Everton fan, Mr Mr. Joe Anderson, the mayor of Liverpool, probably uh you know a stick to throw at us um there was rumors that the lights were blue because he was an Everton fan or silliness silliness really but I mean if you're watching someone light up a firework you hardly I mean you can't run over to them and say what are you doing it's already burnt so the fact that he's stood there and allowed himself to point at the building is just fucking act of terrorism genuinely it was ridiculous and, and I'm glad he he got called out and he got found for it. But, you know, there was a lot of stuff happening around the celebration and it was unsavory. And I read one thing or I heard one thing where um, the, you touched on Joe Anderson there, you know, was saying about crowds gathering and the, the league should be voided for that. Grizz, what do you, uh, I've read, or I've heard stuff about like Spirit of Shankly were very vocal when Joe Anderson said that and haven't been as vocal since the incident, like, how have you found the the reaction to the whole thing? I just think, you know, um, the way Klopp talked about it, you could see the disappointment, you could hear the disappointment in, yeah. his, in his voice when he referenced, you know, people that... I think the initial celebration on the... What night would it have been? The Thursday? Yeah. When we actually yeah. secure the league or, you know, the Chelsea <laughs> result. I mean, that's emotion, that's emotion outpouring that I wasn't there myself, but apparently that was good as gold and that was lovely. But the the whole, the whole, the whole Friday uh, thing, you know, and the fact that so many people planned it, you know, was disappointing, but you're always, always, it's impossible to regulate in those kind of situations. Yeah. It's, it's impossible to regulate buffoons. Buffoon will, buffoons will buffoon. That's it. You know, you can't exactly. do nothing about it. And that guy who, you know, threw the firework in the crowd, well, you know, as Alex says, that's, that's, 
it's, you know, that could have come out of his hand and gone anywhere or whatever. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's pure barbaric. What, what was he thinking? What was he, what was going through his head? But, you know, again, you've got to, you know, you've got to take it in isolation. You know, he, he was a, he was a knobhead. Um, and, and generally, you know, it, it seemed like the day was fine, but then around six, seven in the evening, when the when the liquor takes its effect, um, apparently it got a bit sort of. That's the one. Um, it got a bit out of control, but you know it is what it is. Um, you don't condone it, and hopefully every single one of them, you know, listen to Jurgen Klopp in his press conference and his and his and the words he said since then, and hopefully they take heed because, you know, I think um, you know as Chris said, it's the it's the effect, and you know on Liverpool and the fan base and, and sort of how it gives media and the like that already we know don't like us and don't favour us, gives them yeah. sort of energy and we and you don't want to give them energy. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's disappointing from that side. And, that's you know, it, hopefully that's everyone it. listens and takes it on board now. Exactly, exactly. Um, but look, we won't, we won't dwell on it too much. Sorry, Alex, go ahead. No, I was just saying, Aunt Dicko makes a great point there about the the volunteers that came to uh, to clean up the mess on Friday morning. They deserve a shout-out, rightly so. Absolutely. Very much so, yeah. very much so, you know, because that was one of the biggest disappointments. <coughs> Look, as, as you've all said, dickheads are going to be dickheads and people are going to get leery and people are going to carry knives, as someone touched on in the chat as well. You know, knife crime is a huge issue all across, everywhere, not just Liverpool, not just the UK, in Ireland, everywhere, you know, it's it's, it's getting ridiculous. People are always going to do that, but the mess that was left, you know, it left and all, it, it just visually, they're the one, they're the pictures you can easily get and just looks like, you know, the, the people didn't care. So, you know, look, it's, it's, let, let's just move on from that because it, we, like I said, we walked into a trap. They set a trap. We walked into it and, you know, we move on. Don't let it, de- don't let it deter from the fact that we're now the champs. I won't certainly won't. And anyway, so tomorrow night, lads, we play the defending champions in the Etihad. Um, the, They'll have a full house there of zero as usual. Um, and what, I know it's, it's 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 always there, isn't it? It's an open goal. It's great. I love it. Um, but listen, they're they're you know they're they're a great team. Let's make no bounds about it. There's been a lot of talk about guard of honor, um, and Chris, I'm going to come to you first. Danny Murphy made a comment on Talksport um, the other night, and. He he more or less insulted and was disgracefully um, put down the Liverpool players by saying, "Why should Kevin De Bruyne have to give a clap his hands for these players who aren't fit to lace his boots?" What did you make of those comments and Murphy's subsequent apology? Uh, it's a typical example of Danny Murphy, as he always does, engages his mouth. The brain comes back three days later, and. It's 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 a, just a non-story. It's a I, I don't know why it was a, a thing to comment on. The guard of honour is a, is, a, is a thing in England. You know, yeah. I've seen United do it. I've seen Chelsea do it. I think we've done it in the past. It's just a thing you do. It's a sign of respect. It's a ta- it's a, just a, a thing you do. Kevin De Bruyne is not. He says Kevin De Bruyne is not. Some of the players aren't fit enough to lace Kevin De Bruyne. That may be your opinion, but he's still twenty-three points behind Liverpool. So yeah. you know. Somewhere along the way this year, he hasn't quite done it. Not just Kevin Durant, the whole of City. But Danny Murphy, he comes across sometimes as a very bitter little man. Uh, I don't think he's ever really got over the fact that uh, Rafa sold him. No, and, uh, that's what I think it comes to. And 
there are times with Danny Murphy you forget he played for Liverpool the way he talks. Yeah. Uh, I think he associates himself with, well, with Tottenham, but he's on TalkSport and you know what that type of radio show is like. It, it caters to a certain demographic, you know, yeah. and, you know, Liverpool bashing is quite a good way to get listeners and quite a good way to get people to phone in. Exactly, so, uh, exactly. I, I, to be honest, Danny Murphy, yeah, thanks for the memories when you play for us and you score those goals against United, but I just don't think about him very much. Exactly. I don't really listen to him. And Alex, what did you make of the comments? How did you find the? Did you, um, why you like Chris there, just thinking it's a bitter man having a bitter rant, or the, some of the guys in the chat there saying that it's talk sport? We know the, the MO of talk sport is to get people on saying controversial things to drive a narrative, or how did you find the, the comments? I'm not sure it was anything to do with talk sport. I just think it was a stupid comment. And my initial thought was just bewilderment, in actually, that, that he'd say that. First, as a former Liverpool player, but I'm sure he's a Liverpool fan. It doesn't make any sense. I had uh, DJ Spoonie on yeah. top of the cops last night on the, top key, uh, on the cop TV. And he's a good mate of Danny. And he said, look, I've got to say, like, I'm not going to disrespect Danny or I know Danny's a nice fella. But what he's just said there is flawed, first of all, because Kevin De Bruyne does not equal Manchester City. Yeah. Um, and also, we're not talking about individuals. Why would you compare De Bruyne to, to anyone? You know, even if he is better, it's a team thing. And like Chris said, 23 points behind. So like like Chris said as well, it's a tradition. I mean, we've all seen it when uh, Van Persie got one at the, the Emirates. Uh, there's a saying, cricket, it's just not cricket. And that's, you know, if you're not playing by the rules, you're not uh, sticking to traditions and stuff like that. And it is a tradition. And yeah. Pep, to be fair, has come out and said, you know, we are looking forward to it. They're going to get a good reception. They deserve it. They're champions. So for Danny Murphy, it's, it, I still don't get it. I mean, I know he's apologised. Bollocks to that, to be honest. He said what yeah. he said now. Um, it's just like I cannot get, get my head around how those words came out of his mouth. The the apology the apology roiled me up um with as you know, oh I said yeah. it in the sport of the moment, the heat of the moment, you know. Like as if nah, it was something that comes out and Grizz, you know, that's what I want to come on to you for, Grizz. How did you find that? What's your take on it? Do you know, I only found out that it's an actual real quote. Yeah. Um yesterday, I can't remember, you know. Yeah. Uh, I tweeted it straight away. Yeah, you um, thought it was a thought it was made up. No, honestly, Keith, because I stopped listening to talk sport about six, five, four, five, five, five years ago. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't listened to them, and, and I thought it's one of those, you know, people make up captions with fake quotes or sorts, yeah. right? And I thought it's that, but when I realised from sort of social media that it's actually happened, sorry, I realised it's real when he apologised. I saw yeah. the, I, I heard that, you know, when he's apologised, and I thought to myself. That's a mad thing to do. And it's the maddest thing to do on talk sport mm. where they're known to bash Liverpool. And so therefore we expect not, you know, we expect you to be sort of slight, not favourable. Don't favour us. No yeah. problem. We don't need your nice words about us. Don't be kind to us, but don't fucking talk shit about us. When talk sport are inciting you, they're the most insightful sort of, media outlet out there, especially yeah. towards Liverpool, right? And we know, you know, 
uh, the Andy Goldsteins and whatever, all the rest of them, right? Well, that's it. I have that up on the screen there. Tommy put that in that TalkSport is Muck, Cundy and Goldstein are two so, on it as well, and they're two of the worst. Well, there you go. And 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 so, therefore, an ex-Liverpool player, say what you want about Colin Moore, he does have positive things to say about Liverpool at times. This guy very rarely talks about Liverpool in a positive light. And not only that, he went... He, look, you know, he's a stupid comment. It doesn't make sense. Um. Uh, you know, again, was he on was he on the alcohol intake or something? Was there something? You know, surely something. That, that doesn't. It makes sense what he said. No, but guys, do you know what I mean? It didn't make sense yeah. what he said. No, it didn't make sense. Oh, and Liverpool that, fans. Some of those players will be sort of feeling awkward. Fuck off. Yeah. Awkward. We'll be feeling awkward. Like, oh my god, you guys are so good, but yet yeah, we finished thirty points clear. That's why we're feeling awkward. Like, for their professionalism, how good they are. We don't feel awkward because, like, uh, uh, but the point being is it's mad how it's blown out of proportion. It's nothing, as um, as both Alex and Chris said. It's a tradition. It's been going on for years. And just because Liverpool again, it's suddenly... Why is it an issue? Bollocks. Yeah, it's an issue yeah, now. Uh, it's Liverpool. Out. One of the, the, the issues I had with, with sort of Murphy saying it was, um, you know, to, to throw Liverpool under the bus like that... Um, it, it just, as you've all said, it didn't make any sense. You know, it's it's an issue that's been, it, it's something that's happened for years. You know, I don't know when it first started, but it's, it's a tradition that happens. And the fact that it's even an issue now because it's Liverpool is just beggar's belief. It says, speaks loads in my opinion. But the fact that he said that, that to me is like, so a, a player that he thinks is a superior player shouldn't, respect other yeah. players. So like, did he go into games when he was in his peak against Man United? And was he sort of bound down to Roy Keane and Paul Scholes? Do you know what I mean? Like, if they're superior players to him, was he going yeah. in and, you know, picking them up if he, if he tackled them, asking them, are they okay, and patting them on the arse as they're going, boy? Do you know what I mean? It just it shows an absolute lack of self-awareness for me for the next footballer to be saying that about any disrespecting any other footballer, never mind the champions, and never mind the fact that he's the next player of said champions. But as just put, I think Chris, you said it, he's very bitter since Rafa kicked him out the door he has been ever since then he's very been very negative to Liverpool I've very rarely heard him saying that you know I'm positive about us you know so look we'll take we'll take Danny Murphy with a pinch of salt I just want to say to the, everyone in the chat you are putting great comments in there I'll try and get a few up on the screen um, as we're going but thanks for throwing them in and keep her up um, so the, the guard of honour thing it, it's coming in and as we said why is it uh, why is it even a problem it shouldn't be a problem. And I think Pep Guardiola, Alex, you said Pep Guardiola has come out and he said, that's no problem. We're going to do that. We're going to respect it. I mean, if you're Pep Guardiola, you're going to be saying to your players, you are going to fucking line up there and you're going to clap these on because these absolutely wiped the floor with you this season. So this is why this is a punishment. Do you know what I mean? This is a punishment. You just have to clap these boys on and look at what they're after achieving that could should have been used. These things. That, Go ahead, yeah. Sorry, that'll give that'll give Pepper a good character test of his team. Well, of, who he's going to play? Fire up. Well, no, not yeah. that. Uh, when he do, when he does the lineup, he'll probably yeah. see a few games afterwards. Who's that going to fire up? Because someone like a Kevin De Bruyne and a, I, know, I know he's injured, but an Aguero, Laporte, they'll they won't like that, and what they'll fire them up for next year, yeah. which will make them difficult, even more difficult next year. Um, it'll probably help Pep iron out the ones of. Who's up for this fight next year, and who do I need to move on? Yeah, so that's true. The thing with that, that guy, it could, it could be a, for them. It could be a great motivator. 
Yeah, you know, it could be. And for Liverpool, it, could, it you can use it the same way as a great motive. Going, look at look at this team got hundred points last year, and we've walked, we wiped the floor from this year. You know, yeah. we could do this again. So it instills exactly. for both of them. It instills the next, you know, the next round of the rivalry. Yeah, exactly. There, Stevie, keep me on my toes. There, Key, just slacking again. Stevie, I'll do my best to get some comments up. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm too uh, engrossed in this conversation with these wonderful um, talking heads in front of me to worry about. You know what, on, on the respect thing, there. When boxers fight each other, they go in there to knock each other's faces out and kill each other almost. Then they get up once they've been knocked out and they know what the name is, and then they go over to each other and hug each other. Yeah. So surely in football it must be way easier to show respect. Yeah. Because you're not having to fight for you know twelve rounds. You just clap in someone as they walk past. Yeah. Not me. That's all it is exactly. It's a, it's a little clap of your hands and then you, the game starts. You know what I mean? It, it's crazy that's such a big deal. Um, I just want to talk something about Man City. Um, we've seen Leroy Sané has he hasn't officially gone yet, but he's going to Bayern Munich on an absolute whopper of a deal. Um, I don't know if it's true, the figures that are getting bandied about. Man City offered him 170k a week. Bayern Munich apparently are doubling that. It's a... A lot of people on Twitter and that, and I know Twitter is just a, an echo chamber where you shouldn't take everything with a pinch of salt and anyway on it, but is it a sign, like people were like, oh, how can, is this a step down by saying, hey, why is he moving on? But I think it's disrespectful to Bayern Munich to say that this is a step down for a German player to want to go and play for the biggest German club. But you rarely see City losing top players. You know, it's not something we've been come accustomed to Grizz what do you think like with Sané moving on is it this a one-off or could you see if the let's say the European band gets un- upheld is it something that we might see one or two others sort of following suit yes if their band gets upheld and the reason for that there's just you know there'll be mutiny there's there's there's, there's just no they, they haven't got the t- same sort of team spirit family you know, there's no, there's no allegiances, you know, those players. But with, I mean, I wouldn't, the Sane ones, I'd say a slight one-off in terms of, look, he's a German kid. Mm. We all know every German kid grows up wanting to play for Bayern Munich one day. You know, it is what it is. He, you know, he didn't, when he, even when he was fit, he wasn't a, I wouldn't say he was an, a, a guaranteed starter at, Man City, and not that he's going to be a guaranteed starter at Bayern. We know the sort of riches they have to choose from from up there. But you know, every young kid's it, it's it's very it's, it's similar to the Phil Coutinho with us. You know, his dream was always to play for Barcelona, and we were never going to stop him. You know, obviously, you know they tried to keep him, but his mind was set up from 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 a long time. He was, you know, he actually ironically got injured against us in the Charity mm. Shield when the deal was apparently already agreed and done, and he wasn't supposed to play in that game. Yeah. But, uh, but he played and he picked up a season-long injury. Um, so unlucky for him, he would have been gone last season, which is un- again unfortunate for City because they would have got probably double the fee. Yeah. He would have had more more left on his contract. So um, a bit of a fuck up for City all round, which is lovely. Yeah, yeah, big fan, big fan of that. Big fan of that. Um, But yeah, I think. I mean, I don't. If they if they get the two year upheld, which is very unlikely, we all know it's not going to be upheld. Um, 
But if they were to get the two-year ban up home, then I'm definitely thinking a lot of their players will will, will want to leave. Um, you know, especially the you know the current king, the, the ginger king they've got over there, the Kevin De Bruyne. He won't stay there without Champions League football for two years. Um, he's twenty-nine, you know, like so. It's 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 he's in his peak years, isn't he? And he'll, 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 he'll want he'll, he'll, he'll win. He'll win. He'll win. He'll will want to win the Champions League. Um, yeah. You know, before the end of his career, and if they've got a two-year ban, then he's gonna. Kev makes a good point that you know Bayern uh, could be losing Alaba, Coleman, and Thiago as well. Is is there a lot of talk? I know nine times out of ten, that's just looking for the more money in the new contracts. But you, maybe uh, they are looking at a bit of a clear out at Bayern and restocking, and that's why they're willing to pump money into Sane. He's a very exciting player. He is. You know, when he was on form, he terrorised us in games, and I, for one, would be glad to see the pack of him. Um, but it's just, it's, it's, it's a bit of a quirk to see a player leaving Man City like that, you know, that they would have wanted to keep. It's not something, you know, they bought in their players since they've become cash rich, like Aguero, like Yaya Torre, like Silva, and they stay. I know Yaya was moved on, but they got the best years out of them, and to, to, to see a player so young moving on, that might be a bit of a blow to the to the morale in that camp. Alex, another thing I wanted to talk about, Man City have been installed as the favourites for the Premier League next year. Um, discuss. Boy, everyone. Boy. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't see it. I don't see it. I was just going to react to what Grizz said there and walk say, away, walk away. Sammy, I reckon him leaving could potentially be the start of the city downfall. They're always going to have money, so they're always going to make a big signing to make it look like they're still up there. But company's gone. They weren't the same this year. Uh, Silver's going probably at the end of the season. Um, yeah, he's gone. And, and, and listen, if they get. T- Two years banned, even if it's one year, players are out the door. They're making a queue at the door, especially if you're De Bruyne at 29. You've not even got to, I mean, has he got to a semi final of the Champions League before? I'm not sure. No. Um, so, you know, it's about them being favourites. I, I, I don't see that, but listen, we're, we're very happy being the underdogs. We always have been. Um, you know, who, who bet that Leicester would win the league and look what happened? The bookies don't mean. Um, too much, especially at this point, you know, when we're not even in the next season yet. Um, yeah. So I think we've got to remember this season, this season's still going and let's see how City finish it because exactly. if we beat them there on, uh, tomorrow night, things are going to, questions might get, you know, get asked because they've lost, if they lose tomorrow. That's- Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Because there's only one you. Views Alto is the vape as unique as you are. With Views by You, you can make your unique mix with any of seven colors, three flavors, three nicotine levels, and infinite wrap designs. So how will you do you? Make Views Alto a vape that is yours. In store now. Discover more at Views.com. Views. Charge beyond. Vapor products. Underage sale prohibited. Website and offers restricted to age 21 and over tobacco consumers. Fine this season. Yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 absolutely a, a ridiculous amount of defeats. As Max points out in the chat, there he swears Sané was never the same after Trent pocketed him. Why not? You know, and it's nice we're going to be discussing um, the scouts are in our team in a few minutes. But um, before we move on to Trent, um, Chris, the match tomorrow. How do you see it going? We'll get our guard of honor. We'll be clapped onto the pitch. It won't be a big deal. 
when the game starts, how do you think Liverpool will approach the game and how do you think City will approach the game? Will it be, you know, one thing we spoke about there before we came on air, we briefly touched on is that, in my opinion, and I don't know if you all agree, the standard of the games has improved. I think the intensity in the games has improved as they've gone on. And it, it might just be a nice game. You know, the West Ham-Chelsea game was a decent enough match earlier on. There, there looks to be better quality coming in. The players are getting more used to the empty stadiums and all that. Can you see it being a good game or a tight game or how do you see it going? Uh, I My gut feeling is it's probably going to be a bit like the game last year. A proper entertaining end-to-end mm. shootout, basically. Ding-dong, you know, because you know, the game last year was, I know we lost, but it, it was a brilliant game. You know, end-to-end, it was really, you know, both teams really went at it. I think it's going to be a, a really entertaining, high-quality game. It's actually going to be nice to watch a game, although you, you don't want to lose to City, because I, I mean, I reckon that the end isn't great. Yeah. But it is going to be nice going pressure off a little bit because, you know, the, in, in some ways, the results don't matter, although we'd, we'd like them to. So I'm actually looking forward to it. This is one of the few times I'm going to watch a City game where I'm probably not going to be nervous about how we do it. The Etihad. Uh, in terms of what the guys were saying before, um, I think the talk of City downfall and, you know, players leaving City is possibly a little bit premature. Yes, I think the likes of Sterling, De Bruyne will want to leave to get a two-year ban. The big kicker is who could afford to buy them? I don't think they can force a move and players can force moves, but you're talking extremely big transfer fees for those players. And Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, have they got that kind of money to to get them? If they do, then I think that'll be appealing. But that's where I'm. I'm not convinced you'll see a lot, a lot of the big players leave because I just don't. I just can't. Off my head, correct me if I'm wrong, but who could afford to buy Where's Kevin De Bruyne? Yeah, that, that's yeah, a big who, who issue. Afford, you know, because no one in England could get him. I mean, you know, you could argue United have got the money, but not because United. We haven't got the money for that that level, and I'm not, not going to Spanish clubs about that level yeah. of money. Yeah, and I don't think the Spanish clubs have got the money for it. You know. Yeah. Correct if I'm wrong, but that's what I think. I think the Sani thing it was a little bit of a... I think he wanted to go back to Germany. He wasn't a regular for City anyway. So it feels like it felt like the best move for everyone. I felt, it just felt like they got to a, a point where it, is, it was like mutually beneficial for both of them. I mean, why did they play them in the, uh, the League Cup game? The uh, charity year, I'll never know. It was yeah, it was a crazy one because, as Grizz said, all the talk was that he was, you know, a suitcase was in the, on the bus ready to bring him to the airport. Yeah, yeah. And, He's, he's getting yeah, the game, you know what I mean? So it's unusual. Grizz, um, how do you see the match going tomorrow? I've always just put a comment on there. You reckon Sterling doesn't play and doesn't have to do the guard of honour. Is that something you can see happening? Because it's something that I sort of think Pep may, you know, because Sterling has a psychological barrier against playing playing against us. And the thing that happened with Joe Gomez and all this, um, do you think Pep might hold back um Raheem Sterling from the match tomorrow and play maybe a weaker team or can you see them going full strength? If it's, if it's, um, if he does, he'll be seen as a very weak manager and Sterling will be looked at as a very mentally weak player. I don't think that's the case. From my perspective, I'm looking at like very similar to very similar to the charity shield where, you know, um, it doesn't really mean much but it sets markers. And we've discussed it before, um, but I remember in the in the second half after that charity shield game against City, where we really, really bashed them. Mm. And to bash 
a Pep Guardiola team for 45 minutes and keep them penned in their area the way we did. I'd done a show for uh, um, for the lads at 90 minutes and I said to, and, and, and there was sort of a Man City fan, a Chelsea fan, a Spurs fan and a United fan sitting there. And I said, and they said, how do you see the season progressing? I said, I'm very happy. I think we won the mental war in that second half and they all laughed like loudly. I'm going to put the clip up sooner on social media. Should be fun. Everyone give it a like and a retweet. Why not? Of course. Yeah, of but, course. But, um, but, um, but they all laughed. They said, mental war? Well, who's laughing now? So the thing is, we tomorrow are in a similar situation with them where I really think we, we, we sort of press down on the accelerator and thrash them and bash them tomorrow. Don't take it lightly. And I think Man City and Pep, definitely, most certainly Pep Guardiola will be doing the same. He will look to sort of set a marker down and sort of let us know that we're not going away. I mean, as Chris says, it is slightly premature to sort of call doom and gloom on Man City. But tomorrow's game, in my opinion, does set the marker again because you've got to remember it's a quick turnover before the season starts. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be. We, nothing's. I don't think nothing's definite yet, is there? Don't but, think so. Um, but the talk, no, exactly. the talk is three, three weeks, isn't it? Exactly. So it's going to be a quick if you turnover. Get to, that's going to kill City if you get Champions League final, you've got a three-week gap. Yeah. So in these kind of situations, no holds barred. You 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 just take advantage of your sort of ascendancy, and, and and that's how I look. That's how I think Liverpool will approach it. I think we'll be damn up for it. I don't think there'll be any sort of lack, slacking or sort of slowness in our tempo. And it's about Man City how hungry they are. It's it's intriguing. I think you know it will you know it will show you know how hungry and how up for it they are because. The first time they've been challenged for well, last season, fair play to them. They were challenged for a long time, and they and they and they rose to it, and it was magnificent. But they've shown they can't maintain it. Where we've yeah. shown, we fucking strong, and we can. Yeah. We're, we're animals at the moment, and we can maintain our energy and you know everything, the tempo, everything about us, the spine, everything's clicking. You know they've got players wanting to leave or leaving. You know Champions League bands hovering over them, so. You know, I say I'm I'm pretty confident. I'm very confident that we'll uh, we'll we won't lose tomorrow. Hundred yeah. percent. Good stuff, good stuff. Max threw a comment in there. It'd be nice to see Gomez and Sterling shake hands on the guard of honour, put it all to bed. And it would be because, you know, it was very petulant by Sterling how we reacted on the whole England thing as well. You know, we carried it into that. And it was a bad look for him. And look, he's a good player. He's a top player. He just hasn't ever done it against us. I hope it doesn't start, but you know, it would be nice to see them sort of just moving on, you know, be rising above all that sort of carry on. But you know, we'll the, see. The one thing um, goes, yeah, yeah. goes over that Sterling incident, um, which I think Guardiola will be fuming over, is what led to it was I think Gomez saying, like, unlucky at the weekend or something like that. Nothing particularly, yes, why did each other as footballers do? But the fact he reacted in that way, that was when I saw that. I thought that says psychologically. We've got to be. Yeah. The, that that showed that, that some players were rattled. Not all, you know, because Sterling's not renowned for re- reacting like that. The fact he did, kind of when yeah. that wins that 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 win against City has meant something, mm. and they're now they're seeing that as the uphill battle, and it's proven as the season's gone on. So you know, it wouldn't surprise if Guardiola's had words with Sterling say, "We can't show it's it's hit us," which is easy. I don't see it's ever done. 
But it did surprise when I saw the Sterling thing because I don't think that's an, a normal reaction for Sterling. He's normally a yeah. bit, bit more mature, a bit more clever than that. Yeah, so I agree. that says to me, maybe it was possibly a little bit of the pressure getting to us that we built, which is great, yeah. which is but, echoing what Chris is saying from the Charity Shield. It is great. Uh, before we move on, uh, Stefan is giving me stick here and he's dead right. Only 18 likes. Well, Gav is usually hitting 80 plus. It's not a competition between me and Gav. You know, we're both beautiful in our own way. But we do have a lot of people watching us tonight. So if you're watching us on YouTube, lads, give us an L like there, subscribe, bell icon, all that, all that good stuff. And uh, it'll ensure that you'll never miss one of our magic shows ever again. Um, Alex, um, it's a good point that Chris makes there about Sterling. Like he is a, he's a mature, he, even when he was with us, you know, he was a very mature player. He, he just maybe lets himself down some of the off field stuff that he got caught up with. Um, not, talking about any of the stuff that he got lashed out with or nothing but you know um, yeah. he, he's done the things biggest, maybe that has been yeah he's done things that maybe hasn't looked good exactly you know it's it's not been the best um, things but other than that he, he is quite when he kept broke through our team like he was quite mature he could play up good positions he was tactically very aware um, but it was a bit of a bad look for him um, do you think he plays tomorrow Alex or what do you think I mean, uh, 50-50, really. I think um, I think it was one of the last things Rafa actually ever did at Liverpool was have uh, Sterling come down from come up, sorry, from QPR to have a trial. Um, and then, you know, what I have to say about Sterling is, you know, no matter the way he left Liverpool, you have to take your hat off. He's a young man with so much <clears throat> responsibility now on his shoulders, especially speaking out against racism. Um, and he's just matured so much in the last couple of years. So mm. whatever you think of him as a player, as a rival, you have to put that aside and sometimes say that, you know, there's greater purposes than football sometimes. And, and I think he's well on his way to uh, to changing the, the landscape of, of how racism is looked at in football. And you have to take your hat off to him for that. I think going back on, on the match, um, I mean, we haven't won there since 15-16 that 4-1 one in the Champions League but there's a slight hoodoo I mean we haven't I mean we never keep a clean sheet there let's be honest uh, I think Aguero scored seven times in a row against us at the Etihad so the fact that he's not playing nice. psychologically is, is a nice one I just hope to see Dan Lovren nowhere in that um, defence but even if Aguero's not playing they can bring in Jesus they can bring on um, you know Bernardo on the side they can bring on all these players so um, it's going to be a t- tough game. I actually agree with Grizz on this one. I think we should go there and beat them, and I think we're in the right mind frame too. You got to remember, their eyes are fully on the FA Cup and the Champions League. They've got no interest really in this game apart from saving face for next yeah. season. Um, and I think I wouldn't be surprised if we won three or four one. Honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll stop you there because we're going to move on to predict, use our score predictions and, and lineups now in a second. But we're going to have a quick, quick interlude. So just bear with me a second here, folks. Um, the other night we started off our review of players of the season of going through the team and just doing a little review we started off at Alison Becker and tonight we're moving on to our right back the scouts are in our team he's Trent Alexander-Arnold the scouts are in our team and it's brilliant um, to be able to talk about a player like Trent so I'm going to give you all um, a little 
chance to to gush over number 66 um the the creative hub and i'm gonna start with chris chris trent alexander arnold talk to me absolutely love him he's just he's took, he has took a team on from such young as to a, a different level uh and when you think you know he's he broken the sides where and I know he's a bit maligned at the moment but Nathaniel Klein was seen as you know our solid right back you know he's man for all occasion he was he was fine he was fine Trent has gone and took that to the next level I mean debut at Man United where he looked a little scrawny kid and did mm. did really well but I mean the way he announced himself to me was Hoffenheim away you know he's what eight, 18 we get a, it's a key qualifier. We get a we get a free kick, and this eighteen year old kid goes up this, and it's an absolute peach he puts in, and just like where is you know where's this come from? This is unbelievable, and he, you know, his his development has been a bit like Liverpool's the last few years. It's been rapid, yeah. you know. People say you know he's developed his defensive side. You know, the whip he can get on the ball is outrageous. You know, you know we just saw his Crystal Palace goal. It's you know it's brilliant. You know, that's the uh, you know, that's an area of the game I think will just only get better. You know, he could be our Gerard what we have for Gerard for free kicks, he could be that attacking wise. But it's just his all round game, his cleverness, you know, the amount of times we switch for corners, he ends up playing 10, 20 minutes at left back, yeah. doesn't really look phased, you know. And it's just his maturity and his calmness for for such a young lad, you know, how old is he twenty one now? Twenty one, yeah. No, twenty one. Twenty one, league winner. Two Champions League finals, already played at the World Cup for England. You know, this isn't normal. You don't see many twenty young twenty-one year olds playing that level of games at that you know at that age. He's just you know, I, I, I love watching him. You know, and the the best thing you can say about him is when he doesn't play, we all go there's something yeah. missing. We yeah. just haven't got the same wit. Where and this is a this is a you know a really young player and off the pitch, he's even better. You know the 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 charity work he does. You know every Christmas, him and his family um, feed the homeless on Christmas Day. You know stuff he does with food banks. You know he's an absolute star on and off the pitch. You know he's an absolute credit to everybody. That's a good point. We spoke about Sterling's maturity um, previously, and and Alexander Arnold is just like so so mature for a, a person so young. I mean, I've a daughter older than him. Do you know what I mean? And he's playing, as you've said, two Champions League finals, winning one. He's been to a World Cup. He's not, you know, no no offense to me, daughter. I mean, she's all right and all that, but she hasn't been to the Champions League final, so. I, I don't know if I'm holding her in the wrong. I'm, I'm putting her in the wrong category here, but. You know, he's he's done a lot for such a young age. Grizz, Trent Alexander Arnold, I mean we could talk about him all night. What what's what what do you think? Future think Liverpool captain right there. Yeah. Um if he if he doesn't if he if he doesn't if he doesn't captain uh, Liverpool, I'll I'll do anything uh, any viewer or listener tells me to do as a forfeit. He will end up Liverpool captain. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Everything about him, as Chris says, even off the pitch, talks the game, walks the game, lives the game. An absolute example to every youngster growing up in Liverpool that, you know, dreams can come true. He, you never hear about him sort of in social media, sort of all media, you know, anything bad, anything naughty, anything like that, anything controversial. 
That gets on the game. He plays. He, he, oh, is there? There, there oh yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. You know, everyone, 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 everyone has a little secret, yeah, or a little yeah. fetish. But that's fine. Yeah. I mean, if I was to start talking about, I'll start talking about my fetishes. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Track now. I was on a roll. You know. Sorry, mate. <laughs> but now he's a he's an absolute legend in the making. He's he's a legend in the making. If if he's not a legend already, um, anyone who wins the Premier League, Champions League. Etc. Etc. That age, in my opinion, is already a legend. Every single one of those players is a legend. Trent is more of a legend because he's a local. You see that the way he plays, his passion for the club, his love for the club. He's a sensational kid, man. He's an A star. You know, he's a credit to his family, a credit to his parents. Every fan base would love to have a local kid grow up and become what Trent has become in their team. Every single club in the world. What more can you say? He's loved, he's adored, you know, he's, uh, and he's matured and absolute, you know, we've, uh, the fact that four have talked about him for ages and we've had arguments with me, Gav and Matt and et cetera, et cetera. We argued about, you know, and I'm probably, I'm the only one who plays devil's advocate because I don't like being a super fan all the time. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I like to throw a little, pardon the pun, a little firework in there. Right. But, but the thing is, right. He's, um, he's, his defensive game, his defensive game has come on so much leaps and bounds that you can now actually call him probably the best right back in the world. You know, before it was, oh, Trent Alexander is only good going forward. He's brilliant at attacking, but hold on, we target that side. We target that side. Well, we talked about Leroy Sane earlier. One of the best performances I've seen from a right back was in that game in the Champions League. Yeah. When um, not Anfield, the one at City, where they just done an overload on his side. They played. I can't remember who they played left back. Now I think they played Laporte left back. But but the, but why they done that was just given Leroy Sane just total freedom to attack Trent every single time. And I think um, oh, I can't remember another attacker. May 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 have been Bernardo Silva, who was given freedom to just do overlap and overload on. Trent side and he handled both of them impeccably. I thought yeah. it was one of the maturest performances. I thought that was the turning point in terms of his defensive game, defensive play. Credit to Liverpool Football Club, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Good stuff. Before I come to Alex, um, just uh, I'll share out on the graphics that we've put up there, you know, what do people think of it? Um, let us know, you know, we're just trying something different there and they, they seem to be going down well. I think they're great personally, but uh, you know, I would, you know, I'm biased like that. Alex Trent, um, one yeah. of the things that one of the, before you start, one of the things that was touched on there by Chris was, you know, he scored a goal and it's one thing he can work on. He's only scored seven for us, but he's he's got um, what's he got twenty thirty four assists for us in a hundred and twenty seven appearances. It's outrageous for a right back, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he uh, grows up in West Derby, where my family is from in Liverpool, just off the Queen's Road. I was on Sybil Road yesterday looking at his mural, looking up at it in awe. He's just, I mean, there's Roy of the Rovers, but then there's Trent Alexander-Arnold as well. And this kid will play for us until he's 35 and he'll, he'll um, you know, he'll stay here forever. And it's a beautiful thing to see. I genuinely do think he's, our, he's in our top five players already. Um, at this stage, if you look at the way he strikes a ball and you took a, a still of where his body is fully extended, it's identical to Gerard. 
He yeah. grows up in, in the academy with Gerard basically, you know, watching over him and him watching Gerard as a ball boy, you know, he's going to pick up that stuff. And that's, that's legacy. Like you see Gerard's game in Trent's game, that's legacy. And that's what great players do. Um, and yeah, he's just, I'm so happy he's scouts first and foremost, because you just know he's never going to leave. Um, and he's only going to get better and better. He's just, he, he defied, like that ball he did with his left foot to Robbo for that uh, Salah header against City. That's just, you don't even do that. Who, you don't even do passes like that, but he did it. And it, Robbo didn't even need to touch it. It was just inch perfect. I cannot get enough of Trent Alexander-Arnold. And <laughs> favourite assist of his was the uh, the goal in 2017-18 across his whips in for Salah. And Salah head lobbed it over. You remember that one, now? Header, looping header. Yeah. That ball there reminded me of the Gerrard pass to Owen on the last day of the 0-3-4 season. And it's about a 50-yard flat curving pass and Owen knocks it in. He's just unbelievable. You cannot teach it. You've either got it or you don't. If you look at him, his legs are actually almost bowed. I don't know if yeah. you've seen from behind, but maybe that's why you get them, them whipped. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. But one of the things as well, like he's, as I said there, he's made 127 career appearances. Now, not all in the league. He's made uh, 86 in the league. He's 21 years old. You can't see him leaving Liverpool because he's a scouser. Why would we want to sell him? You know, if we're successful, we keep him on there. Can he break like Ian Callaghan's appearance record or is that something that will sort of never be broken? Because the likes of Carragher um, racked up appearances. But, you know, will he be a mainstay? Like, can Trent be more of a mainstay? Because he's not going to miss many games Currently, you can't see him missing many games, and as he goes on, you like there's no, you know, bedding in in his early twenties. He's in there since he's eighteen, and he's he's in the team. You know, can he be one that can come close, or are we ju- jumping too far ahead thinking that? I don't know. I think that's slightly, slightly out of the question. I mean, Callaghan, Carragher used to say that they counted the five-a-side games with Shankly for mm-hmm. Callaghan's cap. Just, it's just an unbelievable number. I think Carragher's seven three seven or something yeah, like that. Callaghan's eight something. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably similar to Jeffrey because I think Callaghan was seventeen eighteen when he got into yeah Liverpool side and just one man club. You know, yeah. But it, it depends on two things: one is injuries, and two is how successful we are in the next 10, 10 12 years. You know. If we can have this, if we have that level of dominance where we're playing 50, 60 games a season, it's possible, but it, it, it's a big, it, that's a big feat to Callahan thing. If, 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 if he beats Callahan's uh, number of appearances in a clock team, oh. Leicester kid is going to be crippled by the age. Yeah, I was going to say, he'd be, uh, in a way, he's, he's, he's not, he's not, yeah, yeah, he's not. He's, yeah, man, he's going to be in a wheelchair. I don't want to see Trent in a wheelchair. Leave him. Let's forget <laughs> yeah. about appearance records. Let's just enjoy him. Let's, let's, let's enjoy him. Yeah, he's, let's enjoy uh, him. He's a, a, a joy to watch. And plus, in the modern day, rotation of fullbacks is key. And we've got a little gem, Nico Williams, who's going to mm. sort of be rotated with him as well in the coming years. So, you know, it's going to be a great, not battle, because Trent is, is the man. 
but yeah. you know, in terms of rotation, that's where he's going to sort of maybe fall short as well in appearances yeah. wise. But he captained us, a lot of people are saying the future captain. Couldn't agree more. He's captained us at under 16 mm. and under 18s, under Pep Linders. Yeah. Um, and Pep Linders was a huge influence on him, um, on his development. And, you know, that that's going to hold. Pep is going to be there for a good few years, hopefully. And that will show, you know, in Trent will be the mainstay as, as other players start to move on and get older and Trent develops more. He could become an absolute pivotal figure for us going forward, which is great. Um, so that's, that's a little review of, uh, Trent. Um, again, everyone like, start liking the, the show or whenever coming back on our money message. We'll be back on Friday. Um, it's uh, back to the, back to the city game now. So, we know it's well. We think it'll be a good game. They always are. The Grizz, I think you said it last season was a great game. The the home and away that they're always the best footballing teams in England come together, and it's never a case which we've seen in the likes of the classic going on where they, they they cancel each other out and one team's afraid to attack. These this is going to be good game no matter what. And even if City rest a few players, I still think that it'll be a, a very good game. So, Chris, I'm going to come to you. What's your prediction for the match tomorrow? Give us a score prediction. How you th- how you think it'll pan out and who you think might get goals, if anyone? Because I have your prediction from a few weeks ago, by the way. I know the one would have said two two. Did you say two two? Which what I said a few weeks ago. I've changed my answers then, but you know, I'm gonna go two one Liverpool. Good stuff. Who do you who do you think will score? Uh Bobby and Manny. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Uh, Alex I'm going to go 3-1 I'm going to go Salah I'm going to go Mane actually two for Salah and one for Mane that's what I'm going for 3-1 yeah, why not yeah why not Grizz I was going to go 2-1 Chris has taken that and then when Chris went 2-1 I was going to go 3-1 so Alex has taken that <laughs> so we could, we could share the rankers really <laughs> but um, just, just, just but, to get the uh, now, so well, I'm right? going to go. So I'm going to, so I'm going to, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go back. I'm going to revert to my usual two, two, three, two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. Uh, I think. Uh, I think Mo's going to score, and I think Bobby's going to score for for us. Lovely, lovely. And I couldn't give a shit about them. Alan Bourke thinks we could run riot tomorrow night. A few people seem to think that. Um, yeah. Kev O'Sullivan thinks it could be a, oh, yeah. an L ding dong for three. You know, anything can happen in this game tomorrow. And um, the, before we go up, before we finish up, lads, how do you think? I want to be surprised. I want to be surprised if they get red card. Yeah, just a, a bit over sort of uh, over eager. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. On a red card. How how do you think we line up tomorrow night, lads? Do you think it'll be the Crystal Palace starting yeah, team? Yeah. I think the uh, the only game before the Palace game this season that we've started those eleven is Atletico away in the Champions League, and that and that didn't go well. But on paper, that's our best longest eleven. So there's no reason for us to slow up here. Let's carry on with this the, yeah. the Palace team. And, uh, you know, if we do get to 3-1, we can bring on Nico and we can bring on Harvey just so they can get their appearances up to get a medal. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's how I see it. Okay. Alan Bork with a lovely little uh, prediction there. That's yeah. that's my kind of prediction. I like that. Uh, I predicted 6-0 against Everton. So, you know, 
I'm happy to go with Owen on this and go with 8-0 against City. So, yeah, I'm all over that. Sorry, Chris, you were saying there. I think, uh, isn't Harvey Elliott only three short of a medal, which are making the youngest yeah. ever Premier League winner? Yeah. And do you know what's crazy? At the party, Harvey Elliott couldn't have a drink. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's only 17, isn't it? Yeah, true. Sure, Clark, maybe the game. I mean, it's Lucas, eh? Yeah. yeah. Be interesting. Yeah. Do we assume it's Otamendi at centre-back then with Laporte? Because isn't Stone still injured? Is Fernandinho yeah, suspended? Uh, oh, he's Fernandinho both injured. But was that he was he banned for the cup or was it a three game ban or what's the story? No, we've had we've had this before, isn't it? Haven't they changed the rule now? It's if you're sent off in that competition, the bans for that competition. Okay. Um. So, uh, I'm, yeah. I just haven't seen Stones. I just assumed he's injured. Maybe he's been bombed yeah. out. I don't know. Uh. But that yeah. that's if yeah, even if playing, he isn't, you know. Yeah, yeah, I always think Mendy, I think he, he he gives you the chance. He always gives you the chance, and that's probably the one you target. I'm gonna. I've just thought of. I'm just gonna thought. I just thought of a brilliant poll to do. You know that, Otamendi, Louise, and Lovren. Choose one. Snog Maria Void. Lovely stuff. A lot of people are saying Fernandinho was <laughs> yeah, not suspended. Boy, that's a good one. He's Fernandinho is available, so it'll be Fernandinho plus one of these stockings of shite that'll be in there, whether it's Otamendi or whether it's Stones or whether it's God knows who. Um, it will certainly be Fernandinho playing. Is there a um, lot of people saying that? Yeah, um, Barry Devney said Fernandinho available. I was saying Fernandinho was not banned, so I didn't think he was banned. I thought, um, one. The they got Sky Sports News. Team News. Man City will be without Fernandinho, who must complete the second game of his two-game ban ah. for his red card. And John, so it'll either be Thank John you. Stones or Otamendi. So there you go. There you go. So he, 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 he had a two-game ban. So, yeah, so I'm not often I'm not often wrong, but Chris is definitely definitely not often wrong. So if two of us are saying he's suspended, <laughs> there you go. He's suspended. There you go. There you go. Well, belt heels are superior. Chris and Chris, Chris, we could have our own show. He's cool too, yeah. yeah you and Gabriel, watch out. <laughs> so, we're all confident. Chris and Grizz. Oh, the Chris and Grizz show, good stuff. If, yeah, if this yeah, is yeah. only getting 15 That's likes, you'll be lucky to get three likes. No offence. Um, oh, there's so a challenge, there's a challenge. <laughs> Listen, we're all confident that Liverpool are going to do the business tomorrow. It, it's going to be nice that we can sit down. As I don't know which one you said it, the, the, the lack of pressure that will be um, on the game, you know, that we can go in knowing that we're the champs. There's nothing at stake. A bit of psychological, maybe muscle flexing, but it's going to be, it's going to be a nice experience. Um, and as, as I think Gav is after thrown in here, Otamendi and Stones at the back, Jesus, that will be nice. You know, that will be, be Laporte will still be in there. No, no, no. If something will happen to him, I'm confident it'll be Stones and not the Mendy. Mm. I like it. That's just getting me excited now. Stones not the Mendy at the back will be an absolute clusterfuck. But look. What's your can, score prediction, Keith? Oh, 8-0. I'm going with Owen. I'm going with 8 Are you going with Owen's 8-0? Yeah, oh, I'm okay. going with Owen's 8-0. I like that. Uh, I can give you scorers. Uh, Sepp Vandenberg will get a brace. <laughs> um, Harvey Elliott, Hatchett. And Pep Linders uh, will get the rest. 
you know, I'm an optimist. Do you know all those likes? Me. They're going to be unliked now. Can you unlike it? Well, then I take that back. Uh, two all draw. <laughs> of course you can. So, yeah, so, so shut the F up. <laughs> <laughs> Manage nah, to get double figured likes and you're going to ruin it. What can I say? I'm very uh, counterproductive like that. But listen, lads, I've taken up enough years at that time. So, um, Chris, thanks for joining us tonight on our build-up show. Thanks for having me, mate. No problem, no problem. We'll have you again soon. Alex, as you said, it's been a long time. It's good to have you back. Thanks for having me, sir. No problem whatsoever. And Grizz, always a pleasure to have you, my friend. You're annoying me tonight, Grizz, with this little delay in answering questions. <laughs> Is it letting is it, it letting go a few there's seconds? There's a delay on the speed. There's a oh. delay on the stream. My blood is boiling here, Grizz. I'm not going to lie. See, this is... This <laughs> it's, I'm only it's, There's a delay on the stream. Mm. I'm only joking with you. It's, it's been a pleasure having see, you, as it always see. is. See, you can hear me now, but you can hear me now. <laughs> no problem. It's a, it's, a, it's a pleasure, Keith. It's a pleasure. Nice man. one. Nice one, my friend. Listen, this has been the LFC Day Trippers build-up show. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again, I think, on Friday with another show. Good evening, take care, and good night. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our Memorial Day sale, save $1,000 on the new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, Queen now $17.99, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. So, let's say you're into yoga or Pilates. Or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Sports Social Podcast Network.